Today on the Back Row Fantasy Show, we talk the most important position in IDP Dynasty Fantasy Football. That's sarcasm. It's defensive ends and defensive tackles. D-Lineman, Back Row Fantasy Show starting now. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Neil Crabtree. Hey, what is going on, Back Row Bandits? I think that's a thing. That's how, that's what Dan Rozier, our own the B-League says, calls the Back Row fans Back Row Bandits. It just hit me on the intro, so that's what I'm going to do. What's up, Back Row Bandits? It's Bark coming at you solo. I'm Han as hell today, going solo. But you know what? That's okay, because we're talking about defensive linemen in IDP, top 10 defensive linemen for dynasty purposes in your IDP fantasy football league. So no arms, no Neil, no, no one. Apologize. Let me know if the episode worked anyways, trying to get something out there to you. And honestly, I feel comfortable doing a one-man show about D linemen. Let's get straight to the point on that. D linemen are not going to win you a fantasy championship. They are just not. Whenever a D lineman blows up, he's going to give you about 10 to 20 points. That's a blow up. For comparison's sake, a blow up at any other position is more. It's just more. Like a DB or a linebacker blows up, it's 20 to 30. A wide receiver blows up, it's 30 or 40. Running back, 30 or 40. Quarterback, 40, 50, 30. You know, you get what I'm saying. A D lineman, very rarely are they getting you 20 points. So they're they're probably not going to win you your league, but that's not to say that they are not important because they are. So let's talk a little bit. Depending on your league scoring setup, If it's super sack heavy, what I just said could be bullshit. Could be absolute bullshit. If your league is not sack heavy, I was just right as hell. Absolutely right as hell. But not a lot of places in fantasy football are super sack heavy. Yeah, you you want to reward them, but I've seen leagues that give six points per sack. That is ludicrous. And I'm not talking about Luda. It's ludicrous. It's ridiculous. That's too much. And I'll tell you one thing. The hardest part about going solo on a podcast is there's no one to talk and give you a moment to breathe. Like you, unless I want long pauses, I have to, (laughs) I, I, I have to keep talking. If I don't want to do a bunch of editing, I have to keep talking, which means I can't breathe as much. I'm dying. I'm dying for you today on this show. I am killing myself for you, Back Row Bandits. All for you. So, all that being said, let's not waste all of your time just listening to me talk about defensive linemen. This is probably not going to be one of our most downloaded episodes. IDP players, yeah, there's plenty of them. 
There should be more. To me, it's the elite way to play. If you've never won an IDP Dynasty League, you've never won. You've simply never won. Yeah, some people say super flex and, you know, I get it. And even and even uh, Debbie. De- Debbie's pretty difficult. I, I get that. But you are drafting guys that can't get you points for quite a while. IDP is the whole package. IDP is where you really have to prove yourself as a fantasy player. In my opinion, it's just an opinion. IDP, man. We need to focus more on IDP for sure. But I guess I'm doing that now. Let's go ahead and start out with the top 10 D linemen for fantasy football purposes. Now, granted, everyone's lists are going to look a little different. There's going to be guys that arms will be super upset that I left out. There's going to be guys that Neil would have gladly inserted into the picture here. But it's it's a crapshoot with defensive ends. They are more unpredictable than even defensive backs after the top five or six. So many guys could be interchangeable. So many guys deserve to be in the top 10 conversation because let's face it, from five to 10, you're not getting a lot. You're, you're really not, you know, Starting that number seven overall defensive end, not that different between starting the 20th overall defensive end or defensive tackle, which defensive tackles, not exactly my cup of tea. I try to stay away, but sometimes, sometimes they're okay. DeForest Buckner is a good example of that. DeForest Buckner is okay. He's okay. Aaron Donald is okay. Aaron Donald's a big name in football. Not so much fantasy. Not so much fantasy. He has been, but more than likely, he won't be. Defensive ends are where it's at. It's the bread and butter, just like linebackers when it comes to defense overall. Middle linebackers, I should say. Defensive ends equate to middle linebackers. Yeah, there's some good outside linebackers in fantasy, but you really want your guys in the middle. And then on that line, you don't want your guys in the middle. You want your guys on the ends. Just a preference. Probably a pretty good one. So let's dive right in. Number one, overall, defensive lineman for fantasy football, dynasty IDP fantasy football, is Daniil Hunter. Yes, I'm going generic and naming the guy that's been number one. Well, he was number one last year. Year before, I'm not so sure. Let me take a look real quick. Daniil Hunter, number three in 2018. So a number three and then a number one finish, Daniil Hunter. He's not going anywhere. Daniil Hunter has had 14 sacks two years in a row. Two years in a row. He's a beast. A beast that may no longer have Everson Griffin on the other side, but he's still a beast. I still expect him to be top three. And because... He's mixed in two top three seasons, one of them being number one. He's my number one. He's just good. He's really, really good. He's also only 25 years old. 25. Daniil Hunter, easy pick for me. Easy pickings. Number two is where it gets dicey. There's a lot of guys that could be number two. I can look through this list of mine and I see four other guys. Four other guys that could be number two. 
four other guys with the potential to be the number two overall D lineman in fantasy football this year. But I'm going to go with the third year breakout. Arms will love me for this one. Third year breakout. We're talking about a guy that finished fifth, at least in our league, my main league format. This is what I go off of. Finished fifth in his second year. And it wasn't just sacks. It was tackles. It was assists. It was forced fumbles. One of them. Defense, uh, pass defenses. And eight and a half sacks. This guy's also only 25 years old. And it's Sam Hubbard. A lot of you guys haven't even heard of Sam Hubbard yet. But we've been talking about Sam Hubbard since his rookie year. You can go back to 2018. Dig through some of those preseason episodes. And we're talking about Sam Hubbard. We liked Sam Hubbard. And it's not just because we're from Ohio and he's an Ohio State guy. We knew he was going to be good. And he's been pretty good. And there is a such thing as a third-year breakout for defensive ends. And Sam Hubbard's going to be that guy that breaks out this year. He's already been good. Now he's going to be really good. He's going to put up double-digit sacks. Probably more tackles than he's ever had. Probably more big plays than he's ever had. This kid's going to be absolutely phenomenal in 2020. Sam Hubbard, Cincinnati Bengals, number two overall defensive end. I would say you heard it here first, but you heard it here in 2019 when when everyone was still sleeping on him, and you heard it in 2018 when we loved him then. So Sam Hubbard, number two. Number three, this guy could have been number two. He could have been number one. Same goes for the guy behind him. Number three, Nick Bosa. No, not Joey. Not talking about Joey. I'm talking about San Francisco 49er Nick. Nick Bosa had a pretty solid rookie year coming in at 19 overall in our league format at the position. He had nine sacks as a rookie. You can't tell me he's not going to have double-digit sacks in his second year. He had 32 tackles solo. 15 assists. He had three pass defenses. He had an interception, a forced fumble, two fumble recoveries. He's a playmaker. He is a playmaker that I won't be surprised if he's number one. I will not be surprised at all. I said there was four other guys that could be number one. Nick Bose is one of them. Nick Bose is really, really good. I think he's going to be better than his brother. Not, 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 not much because his brother, Joey Bosa comes in at number four. That's right. I've got Bosa brothers back-to-back, number three and number four. I've seen teams in Dynasty that own both of them on their rosters, and that's just crazy. To have the Bosas as your starting defensive ends, that's a solid strategy because both of those guys have number one overall potential. Both of those guys have been nothing but phenomenal already, even though one of them's only got one year under his bat. Belt. Why would he have a bat? Why would anyone have anything under a bat? Except for Ozzy's lower lip. Anyways, Joey Bosa, even though he hasn't lived up to this like Hall of Fame instant potential, he's on his way. He's 25. He's coming off an 11 and a half sack year, 46 tackles, 20 assists. That's what you're kind of looking for at defensive end. You're looking for those high 30, high 40 tackle numbers with double digit assists. You're looking for playmaking ability, too. There was only a f- one forced fumble for Joey Bosa, and that's why I like Nick a little bit better. Nick had more playmaking ability outside of just getting to the quarterback. 
Nick Bosa done more last year, in my opinion, than Joey Bosa. He's a few sacks short of his brother, but to me, he was more exciting. So I've got Nick ahead of Joey, one spot. Joey's still going to be good, man. When Joey plays a full season, he's double digits every year. He's a lock for double digits when he plays most of the games in a season. Fifth, fifth overall, defensive lineman. A guy that we didn't see a lot of last year because he was swinging helmets and busting up the most punchable face in sports. Yeah, I said sports. Because that, uh, what, what, what the heck is that kid's name? The, the Pittsburgh Steeler goofus from Oklahoma State. How do I forget that quickly? Oh, yeah. Mason Rudolph, that guy. Yeah. Most punchable face in sports. I would say most punchable face ever, but that's Mitch McConnell because of that giblet. Oh. But anyways, Miles Garrett, we didn't see a lot of him. He was suspended most of the year. He was on his way to superstardom. He'll be back game one. We're going to see him, hopefully a full season, unless he tries to do that to, to Joe Burrow, which I'll be extremely upset. I mean, do it to Mason Rudolph all day long. I'm kidding. Don't do it to Joey Burrow. 740, son. 740. But Miles Garrett, another guy, he could be anywhere from one, two, three. Five is like the floor. If he plays a full season, five is Miles Garrett's floor. And it's his floor because he's better than the rest of the guys on this list. Six through 10, total crapshoot. Absolute 100% crapshoot. It's good players. But none of them are of Miles Garrett's level. They're not at his level right now. One of them could be real quick. But right now, Miles Garrett deserves to be top five consensus across the board. There's no reason to have him any lower. Because he's that damn good. Number six, Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward actually finished number two. Pittsburgh Steelers Cam Hayward finished number two last year. Again, yet another Ohio State guy. Look at this. This is crazy. I'm not even a big college football fan. But but listen, if you go through, I never even realized this. The finish from last year, one, two, three. Ah, darn. Okay. So there was only three of the top 10 from Ohio State, but Nick Bosa probably will be in, it, it'll, he'll make it four this year. So four of the top 10 Ohio State Buckeye defensive ends. Holy crap. Anyways, Cam Hayward, a very good player. He's 31. He's been in the league for a long time. He's been a, a tackling guy, a, a great tackler at that position. He's also put up damn good sack numbers four years in a row. 8-9, 8-12. He does a little bit of everything. He bats down balls. He's got forced fumbles, fumble recoveries. He's got that the high assist numbers. 33 assists last year, 23 the year before. 50 tackles last year. This guy's a veteran. He's a lock to give you good numbers all year long. He's going to give you 7 to 10 points easy. His down games, maybe two of those will be under. The rest of them, you're getting 7 or more. The average in the top 10 runs 7 points. 7 points basically gets you in the top 10 if you average 7 points a game in our league format for defensive ends. Cameron Hayward does that week in, week out. 
So it was an easy choice. That's the safe choice at number six. If you want to be safe and know that you've got a starting defensive end, Cam Hayward is that guy. He's that safe guy. You're going to get the points. You're not going to get anything amazing out of him, but you're going to get those points. He'll give you some double-digit weeks, though, too. Don't, Don't get me wrong. You're just not getting the upside of the first five guys that I named. Next guy, number six overall for 2020 is another young guy. And he's not only a young guy, he's an extremely exciting young guy. It's a Raider. So Arms is going to be pretty pumped about this one. And it's probably, well, it might be who you think it is. Max Crosby. Max freaking Crosby, man. This kid, no one expected anything out of this guy. Unless you are an IDP player that called it. We did not. We admit that all day long. We didn't call it. The kid was coming out of Eastern Michigan. We didn't know a ton about him. We watched tape. We liked him. We couldn't have predicted that he would have a 10 sack rookie season. Now, the only thing that kept him out of the top 10 was some assists. I mean, the tackle numbers were good. They weren't great. He had 36, kind of what we're looking for in the, in the solo category, but he had 11 assists. If he'd had 20 assists, it probably would have put him in the top 10. But Max Crosby busted out in a big way in week 11 with a four-sack game against the Bengals. That's a 20-pointer in our league. And then he followed it up with four and a half more sacks over the course of the season. Yeah, it doesn't sound that great for week 11 for the rest of the season, but it is. It's pretty damn good. Max Crosby, 22 years old, Looked absolutely brilliant as a fourth-rounder last year. Ten sacks in his rookie year. I don't even know how much he played in the first three or four games. They might have just sprinkled him in a little bit here and there. That kid's a starter now. He could blow up. He's the only other guy in this list on the top ten that I think has the outside shot of number one. He's that good. He's going to be that good. Max Crosby's an absolute beast. He has an outside shot to just surge up this board. And be number one. Do I think it'll happen? I don't. I do not. I, I think I'm being generous by putting him at six. Because he could damn well finish 10, 11, 12. But I think he's going to be the number six overall. I think he's going to be at least the number six overall. He might take Cam Hayward's spot uh, at six. I, sorry, I got Crosby at seven. Got my numbers mixed up. I'm getting too excited. Tell you, Max, Max Crosby at seven. My God. Sorry, folks. See, this one one man thing is not easy. I have no one to give me back and forth with. I have no arms to pick on. I only got my own arms, and they're not as impressive as uh, his arms. That's okay, though. So Max Crosby, number seven, outside shot at being number one. I love the kid. I think if you went out and grabbed anybody cheap in the offseason, it would have been him. If you can still grab him cheap, friggin' do it. I don't think you can, but if you can, go for it. Number eight, another pillar of consistency is Carlos Dunlap, another safe pick. Carlos Dunlap is 31 as well. A lot of 31-year-olds on my list, actually. He's good. He's really good. He gives you 30-plus tackles year in, year out, You know, sometimes 40-plus. His assist numbers are always solid. There's always forced fumbles. There's always pass defenses. Last three years, 8, 8, and 7. Hell, 2016, he had 15. Sacks, 
nine, eight, seven and a half, eight, 13 and a half, eight and a half, seven and a half, seven and a half. See where I'm going with this? Carlos Carlos Dunlap is a really solid, consistent player. Again, not going to tear your your opponents apart. He's not going to put up big, big weeks. He'll give you a couple. Otherwise, he's strong and steady. Very strong and steady. Carlos Dunlap. Can't go wrong. If you got Carlos Dunlap and Cam Hayward as your one and two defensive end, they're the most unexciting names on my list. But that's a good one two combo. Can't argue with it at all. You're one of the better you're one of the better teams in the league at that position if you got those two very consistent 31 year old guys. Number nine. Rookie time. It is rookie time. It is rookie time. It is rookie time. Rookies don't typically crack the top 10 at defensive end unless you're a Bosa brother. But Chase Young will. Chase Young is that special. Chase Young also has a guy considered in this, uh, considered to put in this list at Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen's a good football player. Chase Young will have that guy on the line with him. It's going to free Chase Young up a little more than what he's used to. It's going to be against the Redskins, too. Teams aren't going to be very fearful of the Redskins until the Redskins prove that they are something to be afraid of. So I think Chase Young is going to have a really good rookie year. I would put him at double-digit sacks, which puts him in the top 10, in my opinion. I won't be surprised if he's a playmaker like Nick Bosa was last year. Chase Young's pretty damn good. Could not leave him out of the list at number nine. Wished I could have put him higher, but those pillars of consistency in Carlos Dunlap and Cam Hayward are just too reliable. Way too reliable. Let's round this thing out at number 10. Not very exciting. I wanted my 10 to be an up-and-comer, a young guy, and there's some out there. There really are some out there, but... I had to go with Old Reliable. And Old Reliable is JPP. JPP, you remember that guy? Another 31-year-old defensive end, Jason Pierre-Paul. He didn't play the first six games, didn't play the first seven weeks of the NFL season, but then he pretty much put up a sack a game from there on out. Three sacks in Week 16, two in Week 17, He was coming on strong at the end of the season. And as long as he plays a full season, yet again, listen, it could be him or J.J. Watt at this number 10 spot. I won't do this episode without mentioning J.J. Watt. But they're both injury prone, but JPP looks a little less injury prone to me at this point in their careers. So I went JPP over Watt. He's another pillar of consistency. If he's on the field, he's going to give you defensive end one or two numbers. That he's not a guy that should be on your bench unless you own these other nine guys, two of these other nine. Jason Pierre Paul just belongs at 10. It's that simple. He's going to get it done for you unless he gets hurt, <laughs> which, which is the same about every guy. If he, you know, he's going to get it done for you unless he gets hurt. But JPP, he's a good player. He's going he's gonna to be fine. That's a great guy to own on your IDP team. He don't have any trade value, so you might as well keep him and start him. There you go. 
Top 10 from Bark. I'm sure that Arms and Neil are probably going to want to add to this when they come back from their vacations. But I don't know if I'll add them. I think I nailed it. I think I nailed it. If I didn't, go on Twitter, at The Back Row Show, and let me know who I should have put in the top 10. I'm okay with being wrong. It's fantasy football. If there was a guy in the industry that was 100% right all the time, he would be the guy in the industry. You wouldn't need any of the other guys. So let me know, who did I miss? Who did I miss? Who belongs on this list that I didn't put in there? I'm fine with it. Let me know. Thanks for listening. Top 10 defensive ends. Hopefully not boring. Hopefully you're into IDP as much as I am, and this did not bore you. Hopefully you loved every minute of it. But guess what? The boredom, if you were bored, goes away on the next episode because it's linebackers. Everyone loves linebackers or defensive backs. If I'm without arms and kneel again, it'll be defensive backs. But I'll save linebackers for the three-man show because that's too damn important for IDP Dynasty Leagues. Can't wait for that one. And then hopefully we'll have time to cram in some sleepers and busts and other stuff. Bust stuff. Let's let's all have fun with some bust stuff. Not butt stuff, bust stuff. And by the way, if you need some more fix from this uh, podcasting crew we got here, Bark and Peach, the new podcast from Backrow Studios, Bark and Peach know everything. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. If you need a little more of a comedic fix or a rant fix, or you just like my personality and want to hear this other guy I do this with named Peach, just uh, give us a listen. Rate, review, subscribe. I appreciate it. I don't. There's not going to be much football talk on there, but it's still going to be a good time. So if you like other podcasts other than sports, you may want to check it out. You may learn something because we do truly know everything. Bark and Peach know everything. New podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully we give you a three-man show again soon. Again, follow us on Twitter at The Back Row Show. If you want to follow me in particular, at Bark Back Row. Look forward to talking to you guys. Let me know who I left out of here that you feel strongly about that should have been there. Back Row Fantasy Show. See you next time. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.